right, everybody. Shalom and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome to Malka Fleischer. Hi there, Ishai. Happy almost back to work. That's right. Almost. Well, you mean you mean kids going back to school? Is that what you mean? Yes. That, right. I, I've been back to work, but it's been a struggle to balance um, uh, kids' vacation with uh, with with work. Uh, but it's been an awesome summer, and I'm actually excited for the kids to go back to school. It was interesting. You and I were at a concert of um, one of Israel's greatest performers, Hanan Ben Ari, who played here in Gush Etzion, Judea. Uh, and one of the things that he said is he salutes the parents of August, okay, who deal with their kids during during August time. Uh, but it, it was an a it was an awesome con- uh, a con- concert. concert. And we had just come back from two days in the north right. with uh, seeing really beautiful Israel. In the Upper Galilee. In the Upper Galilee. And the Golan. Right? And we, um, we saw ruins, Byzantine ruins. And I, I wrote a tweet that, sur- that said, Rome and the Byzantines were here for a while with their foreign gods, and they left their mark. And I, left a, I, left, I put a picture of, of their a old temple. temple. Right. But they are gone. Now Hashem has brought back the nation of Israel to the ancestral ho- holy land as he promised to his beloved Abraham. That promise is stated in the Jewish Torah, the prophets, and in both the Christian and Muslim texts. And that uh, tweet did very well. Wow, great. And there was a lot, of course, a lot of people, there was a lot of people saying, you know, free Palestine, all that. Now, everything I write is followed by a train of, of uh, free Palestines. Somebody wrote, uh, somebody wrote uh, flee Palestine. And I, from now on, I use, instead of when I see free Palestine, I just write flee Palestine uh, to terrorists. The terrorists should flee Palestine. Uh. Um, and um, the the atmosphere out there is indeed very challenging. Really, it's really challenging, including the fact that uh, t- before today's show, a news was heard that uh, yet again, another terror attack. Right. And we are people who are just uh, being being attacked, attacked and attacked. Um, it's understandable because they these these folks want to stop the nationalist government. Uh, that that is in power right now. They want to stop Jewish progress in Judea and Samaria. They want to stop progress that is Israel in general. Um, and yet, I just see more and more that Israel's economic prowess is is succeeding. That the birth rates are up. That there's building everywhere. Uh, but sadly, um, sadly, we have allowed uh, these enclaves of terrorists to just dwell amongst us. And last night, as Jews went to pray at the tomb of uh, Joseph in Shechem, or the so-called uh, city of Nablus. Uh, that's the Arab name for it, really a Roman name for it. Um, yet again, soldiers attacked, and in fact, some seriously injured uh, by from, um, from some kind of uh, bombing uh, or some kind of mine that was thrown at them. And so, like, on the one hand, it's the best of times and the worst of times. There's no doubt that Israel's moving forward. And at the concert... Uh, of Hanan Ben-Ari, you just saw such an energy, so many people, so many young people, and you see that, that there's just, Israel is, is really, like, this summer, you saw it, it's thriving, it's booming, uh, and there's a lot of tourists, and there's a lot of business, and cafes are full, and, and nights are just, you know, full of music, and lights, and, and just, there's, there's a, a real sense of, of alive. And on the other hand, uh, attacks last night, on Jews trying to go to the tomb of Joseph, attacks today next to Modi'in, uh, normative also places. Also on soldiers. Right, on soldiers. And so... Uh, and one person was killed. I mean, that's just... Right, Jewish you know, person was killed You know, we talk about right? it as if it's like news, right? But it's right. like someone in our Jewish family is like shattered right now. That's right. Someone has been like, some family has just been wrecked. That's right. And it's just, uh, it's just so, so awful. Maka, I want to turn to all of our listeners and friends and remind people that really we're coming up to Rosh Hashanah now, and yes. it's time to do tshuva, it's time to repent, uh, and it's also time to, to give charity. It's a good time to do it and to get into that mode right now uh, of supporting uh, your favorite causes, Israel. Uh, one of them is the Jewish community of Hebron. Uh, we are right now in the midst of uh, raising money to continue all of our operations this year. Uh, including getting ready for the big Shabbat Chai Sarah, which is the, the tour portion that 40,000 people come to our town. Uh, and we're making very expensive movies and important things and cleaning and, and keeping the place safe, security stuff. And that's why it's so important to go to hebronfund.org 
forward slash, uh, no, hebronfund.org. And then if you want to tour with us, that's forward slash tours. Uh, and, and really find your favorite uh, uh, cause to strengthen Israel. And I'm turning also to the nations. I'm talking about donations from the nations. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking right now about really uh, taking a step right before Rosh Hashanah to count, uh, to make it count. This is, the God, God decides the, the funding for the rest of the year for everybody. And it's a good time to think about uh, uh, giving charity because God sees what kind of person you are and why you deserve to be blessed. Um, and send your blessings forward. But, you know, uh, be, be part of the blessings of Israel. Of course, you can go to ishaifleischer.com and support our projects there. But I'm really just saying this. This is the time to think about repentance. This is the time to think about uh, charity. We ourselves have a little bit of charity, Malka, and, and I, we uh, right. We have to give maasrot. Right, we have to we have to, we give, have to give it away. Give the charity. And away you know they say the yeah the uh, the rabbis give you a little pro tip, which is to get rid of all the charity that you want to give. Not get rid. You know what I'm saying. Give out the charity right. that you want to give before the new year. If right. you have like a chunk of cash, a wad of bills with God's help that you have ready to give out to a good cause, do it before Rosh Hashanah because on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem decides how much cash money you got in your pocket for the next year. So empty out the old stuff, make room, you know, stretch that vessel a little bit right. and hopefully Hashem will fill it up with even more in the coming year. That's right. Uh, Malka, uh, you and I were in the north. And I recorded a little video about the beautiful Banyas waterfall that we were at. And that video also uh, did, did, did relatively well on, I put it out even on TikTok, okay? I put wow, it on TikTok. how did it do? It did good. It did good. I put it on TikTok. I put it out on, uh, on, on, on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. I put it out. Um, and so you could hear uh, right here what I said at the Banyas waterfall. All right, I'm here in the north of Israel in a place called the Mapal Habanyas, the Banyas Waterfall. And this is basically water that's coming off of the Hermon, uh, Mount Hermon, uh, the great mountain at the north of Israel that looks over Syria. Uh, it's a beautiful mountain range. And uh, this mountain range is described in the Bible, in the Torah, many times. Uh, once when Moses uh, fought to capture this land uh, from the king Og, Og the king of the Bashan, this area. Uh, and another time, there's other places, but another time, which I like a lot, is in Psalm 133. And it talks about the uh, waters that come off Mount Hermon, Hermon, Har Hermon, and they come onto Zion, Jerusalem. And that's the blessings. The blessings are symbolized by these waters that come from this very tall mountain here, come down to the Kinneret, and from the Kinneret make their way down towards Jerusalem. And so this is the blessing of Zion. Think about that. We're talking about a psalm that was written by King David 3,000 years ago describing Mount Hermon, the Hermon mountain range. This water coming onto Jerusalem. And these places are so important to us, so intrinsic to our Jewish identity, so beautiful, and so much part of the, the DNA of our narrative. And certainly uh, it's not anybody else's narrative. Yes, other people have had connection to this place for sure but it, it, it does not have the depth of connection that we have to these places. Uh, and God has blessed us with this great land. It's tiny, it's small, but it's so beautiful, it's so special. And we're coming back to it now uh, because it has been decreed that the promise to Abraham is coming true in our time. And the 3,000-year-old verses of King David are read now uh, with the feeling of really touching these places, not just dreaming about them and pining away, uh, but really being able to touch and drink uh, these amazing waters of the Hermon that give blessings to the other mountain, that central mountain, the mountain of Jerusalem, Mount Zion. God bless you folks from the good land, the land of Israel. Shalom. Okay, so that was a beautiful spot, right? Malka the Banas, beautiful, waterfall, so gorgeous, nice. right? And speaking of our trip to the north, I also want to mention our good friends Shmuel and Batsheva Goldman. They hosted us for a beautiful barbecue up there. And the Golan Heights is just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. And it was awesome to be with them and to finish off our like mini two-day vacation uh, with friends, with great salads, with great hanging out time, uh, and lots of blessings to the folks in the Golan Heights, including our good friends, the Goldmans.
So I had a lot of messages of people writing to me about uh, the Banyas waterfall, including this little comment. If you manage to steal Palestinian natural and religious treasures, will you hold them sacred? Will you allow Palestinians to visit their holy sites? Or will you desecrate the sacred? That's what somebody wrote right. about your visit to a waterfall in the Upper Galilee? Yeah. The The point is, he actually wrote it on a, on a different tweet, but it was in reference also to that as well. point is this. The level to which the national identity theft is being taken is unbelievable. See, if you manage to steal Palestinian natural and religious resources... Right, they're literally sitting. The, the, they're literally sim- sitting on on the tomb of Joseph, on the Temple Mount, and right, which are our religious right, resources. Right, and they are stealing water all the time, and everything, electricity, everything else. Will you hold them sacred? Right. Will you take the Palestinian one that he's claiming and hold them then sacred? Will you allow Palestinians to visit their holy sites? We literally have a situation where Palestinians do not allow us. To visit our holy sites, or will you desecrate? And, and we we do all kinds of crazy backflips to enable them to reach their holy sites. For example, during the month of Ramadan, we have buses coming from Gaza all the way into Jerusalem so that people can go up to the Temple Mount, and certainly from Judea and Samaria. The the level at which the national identity theft is out there is just like this is a, a prime example. It's like the whole thing is 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 reversed. It's it's just a rever- it's a reversal. And the Torah tells us this. It's when you don't get rid of the bad guys, the Torah says what I what I planned to do for you, I'll I'll what I plan to do to them, I'll do to you. You're going to get kicked out and they're going to rise up. The 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 nation that is within you will rise up and up. That's exactly what's happening. I see it all the time. It's really and it's it's totally a backwards uh uh you know a, a, re- a regressive motion away from seeing the light of Israel in this world. The, the, the whole Palestinian thing is, is an enemy to Israel and is covering. And there's no way to make a deal with this enemy and to, and to somehow go half-half on this. It's not going to happen. Right. They're, no one, they're not looking for a compromise situation, that's no, for sure. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, Malka, I do want to mention that uh, we are still moving forward. And we talked a little bit about, about charity. And another way to think about it is also another charity is when you give charity to yourself by... By purchasing a plot of land here in the land of Israel and and moving money that you can to the land of Israel. That's not really charity, though. I'm saying it's not charity, right. but it is a good. It is a it is a good. It is a positive step, which which we also need in this world. That's right. Uh, check out uh, Change eighty six, a uh, dark currencies. Yossi, Change eighty six at gmail.com. Yossi, Change eighty six at gmail.com. My friends have been using them and uh, and they're very happy. Positive results. There you go. Oh, mama. So, yeah. So, a Jew's dead and Jews are going back to school. Israelis are going back to school. Uh, we're signing up the kids to the um, uh, various, what do they call? Chugim. Chugim, like after school programs and clubs and stuff. Right. And I literally had to take out a notepad to like a, a cross reference. I think, you know, that thing where like when they investigate in all the movies and they put the pictures up on the wall and then they take a string and they put it from this one to this one and then they t- this one to this one with arrows and stuff like that. That's what our kids' after-school schedule is looking like <laughs> this oh, year. Oh, like, like, like an info, an infograph? Uh, an info... Kind of like, yeah. Is is it raining? Yes, no. Yes, move down to over here. Is it Tuesday? Right. No. Okay, go down over here. Yeah, it's like that. All right. Uh, ben Bresky. But thank God. You know what I mean? Thank God, you know, that's uh, the stuff of life, keeping healthy, keeping busy, um, you know, making sure the kids are doing all kinds of exercise, um, which is good for the mind. We have a, a sponsor who can help you get going on a wonderful bike tour. That's right. Somewhere in Israel. That's right. Uh, or around the world so that you too can stay busy. That's right. Our friends at Kosher Cycle Tours, koshercycletours.com. We'll take you in style and in kosherness around the world and the land of Israel. We'll take you there. So, But then after that, you're going to be hungry <laughs> and you're going to be like, forget it. Diet, no. And you're going to want some prohibition pickle. That's right. No diet. Forget it. I saw that Chaim Unless- came out with a new Rosh Hashanah menu. There's all oh. kinds of yum yums in there. All kind of roasted meats, platters of meats, pickles, 
all kinds of good stuff for your new year. All right. So, Rosh so you're Hashanah, definitely going to want to go to Prohibition Pickle. Rosh Hashanah and check is that out. at prohibitionpickle.co. And they deliver to all kinds of places throughout Israel. So right. if you want to be, this is not charity, but if you want to just show a kindness to somebody around the holiday season, then put in your order now and, and Chaim can really uh, festive up somebody's uh, holiday meal. You know, Malka, yesterday I was at the tomb of Ruth and Ishai, and I bumped into a lady who told me that she was listening to us and to Mariona at Arut Sheva years ago, and she was a Gentile. Yeah. And she decided to move closer to the Jewish community, uh, to, to Dallas area. Oh. And then she uh, converted. They wow. Converted and really uh, gave us the, the, the credit to, for changing their life completely. That's amazing. Yeah, really special. That's really special. I mean, I'm sure she really deserves her own credit for the incredible length sure. that she went to to change her own life. It takes such an incredible courage to make uh, steps like that. But I do want to say that people ask me still to this day, they're like, are you still at a Ruth Sheva? And I haven't, we haven't been in a Ruth Sheva for like a decade uh, more. But, uh, but that was a great start to our life in Israel and to our activism here in Israel. Uh, ben Bresky, speaking of activists, he's a, he's a man on the beat uh, the beat of Jerusalem, the beat of the of the music, and the beat of of what's happening in the in the life, and he's bringing us sounds from the streets. And he's doing a little meet the street. Nice, that's right. And he was at the first train station, so he's got stuff to tell us about what's going on at the first train station in Jerusalem, uh, which is where I, uh, which is a great hangout place. And I used to work. It close no by longer there. has trains. No, it's not a train place at all. It's a, it's like a cafe and fun area. And Ben was there talking to the peeps on the street and getting the lowdown of what's going on in Jerusalem at the first train station. This is a moment in Jewish history. Last week, I attended one of the summer Jerusalem Woodstock concerts at the Silo Cafe, located near the Tachana Rishonah, the first station. This coffee shop, restaurant, and concert venue is tucked behind the parking lot in an open area with trees, a little oasis beside busy Hebron Road. The train station dates back to the 1800s, and artifacts from the days when the train still ran still exist, such as the original tracks, crossing signs, some old trains, and the large silo, where I conducted interviews with a manager at the Silo Cafe and Tracy Shipley, a youth family counselor who produces the festival. Okay, this is Tracy Shifley. We are at Woodstock, Jerusalem, which is at the Silo Cafe. And Tracy, why don't you tell us a little about this concert that you've been putting on every year? Okay, so first of all, I'm happy to say that I do around four or five every summer at the Silo. I've got two more coming up. Years ago, there was a huge Woodstock Festival honoring 50 years since Woodstock, and it was in Kraft Stadium, and they attracted around 1,000 people and brought bands from all over the country. But then they stopped, and I saw that it was too amazing to stop, so I said, okay, let's start a community Woodstock festival, and I started bringing in more Jerusalem bands, and then bands started coming from all over the country, and they actually contacted me, particularly during Corona, when everything was shut down, so I had people coming from all over, they didn't want to get paid, they just want to get on stage, even if it's just for 10 minutes, and one of those was um, Shlomo Mizrahi was excited to join us, and he's the Jimi Hendrix of since the 60s and 70s, and he's here tonight. And these are mostly Israeli musicians that are performing songs from the Woodstock concert of the 1960s. Right, so they're mostly Israelis, and it's really from the whole Woodstock era, because there's a lot of amazing musicians who didn't get the opportunity to perform at Woodstock. So everyone coming from that era, we're honoring them here at our Woodstock Festival. With two more to come, we have one on the 7th of September and the last one on the 11th of September here at the silo because sadly it will be closing down around Rosh Hashanah time. And maybe a little about the kids that you work with. Oh, sure. So I started a project that's called the Jerusalem School of Rock, where I gather teenagers together and help them start rock and roll bands. And then they perform all over Jerusalem in a safe, alcohol-free, wonderful setting where it's not just rehearsing for music. They get to actually perform in front of their friends and family in places where they're allowed to be because they're under the age of 18. And maybe you could tell us about the spirit of 
Woodstock in the 60s, which had a lot of experimentation. And these days where you meet these young people and you encourage them not to experiment. So what's that like? Yeah, exactly. My hope as a creative therapist and an art therapist and an addictions counselor is to turn kids on to music as opposed to drugs and alcohol. And it's happened through my projects. A lot of kids have gotten involved, have gotten help and stopped using drugs and alcohol because they see that music is even more fun. And what do they think about this music from the era of their grandparents? Oh, they're getting addicted to it. My name is Nadav. I'm from Jerusalem. I grew up here around the neighborhood. I'm a manager here in the silo, which is basically a neighborhood cafe, a community place. What specializes this place is the big, uh, vast yard we have here that the community can get together and we host events. It all happens because of the space. It's a really good space and a really open um, environment. And what is the history of this silo? I mean, was this for wheat or hay or something? It's uh, for the coal or the oil of the train that was here, that crossed by. This was like a storage for the coal or oil or something like that. And when you were a kid growing up in Jerusalem, this was like an actual train or? No, the train, I think, I don't know what year it stopped, but it was like from the the Ottomans built it. I guess at some point it went to Damascus and all that. It was very famous, but at some point it stopped. So what was this like when you grew grew up? It was abandoned? It was all abandoned. There used to be like 20 years ago a restaurant here. There was like a, a club here but nothing worked. It's been abandoned for like or maybe five years. In the past five years, we have here uh, the, the silo, which is like, yeah, started from nothing and it grew up, grew slowly, slowly. And it's been successful. It's a very unique place because it's also like a pearl in the middle of the city, the hectic city. You have your uh, nature. And what are the future plans for this space? So in a month, we're going to close down. Uh, unfortunately, we have to close. They're going to start building here and this coming year, and we decided to close in the end of the summer. Anything else you want to say? Uh, I love the people here. I love everyone. It's a, it was a very, very meaningful place for me, and um, happy I had this as part of my life. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. The historic train station was inaugurated in 1892, during the Ottoman era. The train operated all the way up until 1998, with the exception of an interruption during the War of Independence. After years of being abandoned, it was renovated and reopened in 2013, with restaurants and coffee shops in the original Ottoman-era structures. A bicycle path and jogging trail was created along the train track route. This path leads parallel to today's Emek Rafaim Street, meaning Valley of Rafaim. It is described in the Bible. As the tracks lead farther from the built-up areas, one can see the rolling green valleys and imagine King David's army encamped there after the Philistines invaded. The tracks also pass through the neighborhood of Beit Safafa, which for most of the modern era has been populated by Arab residents. I had the opportunity to interview one, an elderly man named Ibrahim who grew up there. He told me how he remembered the train going past his family's house, and he remembers the War of Independence in 1948, which divided the neighborhood, with one side of the train tracks being part of Jordan and the other Israel. His father decided that, although the Jordanians were fellow Arabs, he and his family had no connection with them, and he would much prefer to throw his lot with the Jews, which is how Ibrahim's family became Israelis. Along the tracks are old black-and-white historic photos of life during the over 100 years the train was in operation, and in one of those photos is Ibrahim's father. After 1967, Beit Safafa and the rest of Jerusalem was reunited. When the train station was built, the land of Israel was still an underpopulated third world region. The main person who initiated the project was Yosef Navon from a long line of Sephardic rabbis. It was he who obtained permission from the Ottoman Empire to build the train. To achieve this, he spent four years in Istanbul until he finally gained approval for a Jerusalem-Jaffa line, with permission to build additional lines from Jaffa to Gaza and Shrem. 
He managed to attract Jewish investors from England and France, but the loans he took burdened him financially, and he was forced to sell the franchise he obtained to a French construction company. Finally, the station was built, and the inauguration took place in September of 1892. The first train from Jaffa to Jerusalem took three hours. Among those present at the inauguration was Eliezer ben Yehuda, father of the modern Hebrew language. This event inspired him to develop the Hebrew word for train, rakavet, and for locomotive, katar, words based on biblical Hebrew. Ben Yehuda wrote a poem in honor of the first train station. The following are excerpts. Pay respect to the eve of the 20th century. Not only on the sandy lands did it succeed, but it also reached the gates of the holy city. With pride and majesty crossing rivers, mountains, and hills, here it comes with the sound of the shofar on its lips. Here the multitudes, the growl of the steam is the growl of the victory of education over ignorance, work over laziness, wisdom over vanity, progress over hindsight, reason over failure, the victory of the fresh and healing wind over the polar and bitter wind. Rejoice the luminaries, the educated of Jerusalem. This has been a moment in Jewish history. My name is Ben Bresky. Thank you to Yishai Fleischer. Thank you to all the listeners. And Shalom. Okay, Ben, That's thank fun. you very much. That, yeah, There's you... still lots of sunny days uh, anticipated, so people oh, yeah. should get out and continue to enjoy themselves. Oh, yeah, and soon the Sukkot are going to be put up. The little huts, those huts are going to be put up in the... Uh... The booths, the Sukkot are going to be putting up, be put on, being, blah, blah, blah. They're being put up. Yes. As soon, Bezrat Hashem. And that That's means, a project. Yes, and it's Mansim Chateinu. Yes, and it's awesome. This is, it's really, this is, Elul starts like my favorite time of the year. Wouldn't it be nice though if we could get rid of the bad guys and really assert clearly that this is the Jewish land and roll back Oslo already? That would be such a. That would be super. That's it's time to roll back Oslo. It's time to take these places as sovereign Jewish territory and just to take care of business. Any other option is just for everybody. For For everybody, everybody also, you know, we're we're not the only people. We we probably suffer the most publicly, but there's lots of people who suffer at the hands of this uh, kind of like uh, internationally sponsored, Iranian sponsored terror against Israel. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people suffer, and it really makes the whole Middle East into a dark place. <clears throat> By the way, if you follow the the p- Palestinian, pro-Palestinian, you know, Twitter folks and stuff like that, it's all darkness. It's just it's it's like a wave of darkness. It's like a it's like a constant, you know, the, the, it, it's lies and it's a it's a dark atmosphere. And Not only they do a lot of dark atmosphere. It's a lot of conflict. It's a lot of it's a lot of lies. It's a lot of there's no you'll never see them like you know smiling at Rami Levy you know working there and that kind of thing. It's just the point is the point is is that is that uh, when we allow them to win, we also allow a force of darkness uh, to take control, and we can't do that. Uh, Malka, um, in in order to get ready for Rosh Hashanah and and to do this month of Elul properly, I sat down with the one and only uh, Rabbi Shlomo Katz. I just wanted to say, like in Shlomo Katz news, Rabbi Shlomo Katz is the uh, is of course a famous musician, and he sings uh, sweet, sweet melodies, uh, Jewish songs. Um, and he's the rabbi of the Shirat David Synagogue in Efrat. And um, I heard that in Efrat, he went, he was doing like some grocery shopping for his family at one of the new. There's like a new little grocery store in Efrat. And he went inside and they were playing some kind of like radio or whatever it was that they were playing some kind of regular music. And he went to the manager. Now he's a musician, right? So he went to the manager and he's like, can we play Jewish music in this grocery store? And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, our children walk through here. You know, this is like we can create an atmosphere in here. Right. And they're like, okay. And so now at the new grocery store in Efrat, they play only Jewish music on the radio. <laughs> there you go. On the radio in the, in the grocery store. There you go. And I just thought that that was a, a sweet little piece of activism 
on the part of uh, Rabbi Shlomo Katz and really indicative of the kind of uh, Jewish leadership that he's trying to do. All right, so here's my conversation with the one and only Rabbi Shlomo Katz getting ready for Elul. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. And I am in the uh, great Torah office of Rabbi Shlomo Katz of Shirat David Synagogue in beautiful Efrat, uh, author, singer, uh, and rub of this community, Rabbi Shlomo. Shalom and welcome. Shalom Aleichem Yishai and to everyone that's with us. Ah, you know, Rabbi Shlomo, uh, I, I thought to myself, it's uh, I haven't had a chance to talk with the folks about Elul, about the new month of Elul, which is the preparatory month uh, for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the High Holidays. And I don't know if I, there's anybody in the world that I'd rather speak with about Elul than yourself. A few years ago, you gave a shir that the words still stick in my mind which is about uh, the, um, the, the broken, the, the, the luchot and the shivrei luchot, right? I don't know why, but that concept, which is, which is that the Ark contained, the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant contained both the tablets, but also the broken tablets. Remind me a little bit about that. One, Elul is, is a whole play. When we, when we come to the month of Elul, we're always talking about, um, do we say acronym? What is that? How do you say Rashay Tevot in English? Acronym, right? So we always, we always say, like, to understand the energy of the month, it's through what does each letter represent? Ani ledodi vedodi li, which is the most famous one. That's a famous uh, uh, phrase from the Song of Songs. I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me. The first letter of that phrase spells out the word of, of Elul, which is the name of the month. But the Svarim, the, the holy books, bring out tons of different ones, right? To connect to how I'm supposed to approach the the month, this month of renewal and kind of and recap. It's both a recap and a renewal month. So, so like a preparation on the one hand, but on the other hand, right? Other man, like sealing the deal. Let on me the last seal the deal. Yeah, right. which is a very important piece that most people don't pay too much <clears throat> attention to. We're always rushing to like what's going to be, but wait a second. Right. Something I'm still in fifty-seven. Um, I'm still fifty-seven eighty-three. Eighty-four is not here yet. Right. Um, okay. So what did we say then? It was in the name of the Arizal, I believe, the the, the great Kabbalist Rabbi Isaac Luria in the sixteenth century, fifteenth century. Um, he said like this: Elul. The word Elul stands for Aron Luchot Veshivrei Luchot. Meaning that what was in the Aron, that, that the the Ark, the Ark of Covenant that we carried with us, it was the Luchot, the tablets, and the broken tablets. So we were learning that, if I remember correctly, you could correct me if I'm wrong. To, to you know, that's that's how we learned the best. Is that when you show up, you think God wants you wants you to show up to just like bring your beautiful side. God wants you to fully show up, the all of you, and the all of us contains a lot of broken moments, broken tablets, but. If I'm bold enough to realize there's a bigger picture going on, I bring the all of me before God and I say, here I am. This has been a very big year, highs, lows, and everything, but only you. It was all about you, Hashem. It was all about you, God. High moments, low moments. Luchot veshivrei luchot. Tablets and the first tablets which became broken. It's all part of the picture of how I come and, and recap the year and prepare for the renewal of the year. One time, there's this book, you might have it, called Mimayanot HaNetzach. It's these short Hasidic vorts, little teachings, on the Torah portion. So I read that it's, it was talking about Kohanim, of which you are a, a, a tribe member. And it said that this r old rab Hasid said about the new Hasidim, he said, the new Hasidim, they don't know what they're doing. They come in front of their Rebbe, and show their good side. Look at me, I'm, I'm following you, I'm doing everything right. He says, the old Hasidim, we would come in front of our Rebbe and we'd show him all our broken sides. Here's where I'm bad, here's where I'm weak, here's where I'm broken, this is what I said to my wife, this is what happened. And the Rav would give them, like the Kohen of old, would give them a kapara, a way forward, a passage. They would show up not with their like strengths, they would show up with their weaknesses. And I, I, I'm asking you now as a Rav of a community and as a Kohen and as a Hasidic follower, like that, that process of showing up in front of your rabbi and being like, let me show. Oh, yeah, I remember now. It was about showing the Kohen the, uh, the, 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 the leprosy. The leprosy. Yeah. Like I show you, look, this is the real me. 
That's the truth. Can you help me with this thing? Right? That's not so easy today. You know, we live in the world of Instagram. Right? We want to show them. Wow, look at me. I'm on vacation. Look what I'm doing. Woo! Here I am on the surfboard. Fake book. Right? Right? (laughs) We live in fake book. Or at least, maybe it's not fake. Maybe it's just uh, a one side that I'm willing to show. Maybe one thing I've always been a little bit impressed with the Catholics is the confessional. I'm like, okay. You, you, exactly that point. You like put out all your icky side. So I want you, I want you to address that. How do you, how do you come up in front of somebody, a friend, a parent, a rav, a kohen, God, and be like, I am icky. Let's get a bit, let's get a bit heady right now for for a minute or two, if that's okay with you. A little bit learning because I just learned this, this whole topic. That's, that's the shivrei luchot. That's the shivrei luchot. Hundred percent. Right. right. I, I just learned this inside yesterday in the Rambam <clears throat> in Maimonides. We're about to, uh, we've actually, part of Am Yisrael has already started with Slichot, and, and we're going to be continuing that and, and joining all of them soon. And then we have, we have weeks of Vidui, a lot of Vidui, confession, confession, confession. There's a very, very interesting uh, uh, question in the, in the Maimonides, in the Rambam, trying to understand, um, why do you have to confess before God when you bring a korban? Vidui is, part, is an integral part of tshuva. But if God is God, God knows exactly what's going on already. So why do you need to do the confession part? We're trying to understand what's the purpose of it. Is it who's the audience? Is it God? Is it the Kohen slash Rebbe, right? Or, or is it you to to ah, do the act? Ah, so here we right. go. So Rav Shansh and Raphael Hirsch, the 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 great German rabbi from the last century, he said something so prolific, which sounds like a very Hasidic. Vort, even though he wasn't Hasidic, but it, it goes hand in hand. He said that, that the, the confession is for two, one group of ears to hear and one group of ears only. It's not the coin. We're not Catholic in that sense. And it's even not to Hashem, because, not to God, because God knows already. It's for you to finally hear. It's like step one of admitting, I have an issue. I have a problem. But that first step is the beginning of freedom. So, And Rav Cook speaks about this in his light, Lights on Repentance. When I, when I vocalize it and I hear it, that's the beginning of a person's path to, like, to have a real relationship with God. And, and it's for us. It's for us to hear. I just got to add one more, just a great story. There's a famous, te- there's a famous story about, it, I think, a Karliner Chassid. Karlin, the Hasidim of Karlin, the followers of the Karlin dynasty, they scream. Right? I don't know if you ever dive in with them. They're... they're Screamers. I've read the Baal Shem Tov stories about that. In, 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 in one of my favorite books, which I think you edited, which is Lamed Vav. Were you well, involved I in that? I didn't, I didn't edit that one. No, no, no. But I know what you're talking about. The Red Book. The big, fat Red Book. We call it the Red Book. St- stories of right. Rosh Lama and that's, the that's a That's a must-have in every Jewish home. And there's that famous story about the Karlin Chassidim, the fire, where they, where they you know, pray and, and, and all the jo- Gentiles join them in this great uh, fiery prayer. It's a great, it's a great story. So they, they, they're screaming. They scream, like, literally the whole prayers. One time a Karliner Chassid ended up, I think, in like a Brisker Stiebel, and that's the town he was living in. Now, Brisk comes from a world that's not at all into screaming. Uh, the davening is very different. And at a certain point, it was getting on people's nerves that this guy was screaming so much. They went up to the Rav, and the Rav said, it's okay, I'll, I'll talk to him. So he went up to him one day after davening, and he went up to this chassid, let's say his name is Yankel, and he says to him, Rebbe Yankel, how are you right now? <laughs> so the, 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 the chassid said, I, I'm okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm right next to you. Like, you don't, you, don't, you don't have to scream, I hear you. He's like, exactly. God is right next to you also. You don't have to scream. So the chassid said so deeply, he said, if all I intended was for God to hear me when I talk, you're right. I need to hear me. It's that. Right. This is the era we're in. The, the, the volume gets up for us. Tell me about it in practice, though. Like, like I see at your desk, people knocking at your door. Like, is that a thing? Do people come and talk to you about their problems? Are people able to do that today? I, I'm really, I'm asking like... I'll tell you something amazing. One time, one year, someone came in here and said, I have to speak with you. And there was no... It wasn't because there was an emergency and it wasn't even... Uh, when we say nafkamina, how do we say nafkamina? There was no uh, uh, d- direct result from a direct uh, derivative. There was nothing right. we were trying to pull out of here. Right. And it was right before Rosh Hashanah. He said, I'm going to be davening with you in the same tzibur. 
And I want you to know that there's been a certain Avera that um, I've been transgressing and really bad this past year. And, and then he walked out. Really? It was, it, was, it was unbelievable. Wow. So I thought like, like well, it sounds a little Catholic to me. Like make, you know, and I am a priest. I'm a Kohen. Right. <laughs> it's like that may be a little bit out there. And over the years, as I got closer and closer to the person, is that they felt a sense of what it means to be part of a kahal. <sighs> so deep. What does it mean to be part of an assembly, part of a... Um, congregation. A congregation. It's a team. It's, 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 when we go into prayers of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, there's team sport here, and everyone is really, you know, everyone's, everyone's pitching in. Everyone, is, everyone has weight. Everyone has weight. Everyone has some kind of, you know, and this person just wanted to feel... And that, like for me, I you know, I guess I'm I'm the captain of the team. They wanted they wanted to you was wanted to make sure you know you know like I I have this weight on me now. The real rebbes would be able to tell a person right away, you know, the kohen right, the kohen could see it. kohen, the kohen would see the leprosy. The real tzaddikim would be able to like look at a person and tell them exactly what they need to do. And today we're living in an age that. We just have to feel that we're amongst people that accept us and love us and want the best for us and push us to be better. Mm-hmm. Ma- magic, tr- like the tricks, the zgulas, the, I don't know, you know. And I and I, I hope what we're creating here in this show is just a team of people that realize it's awesome, it's awesome to be together. We're going to focus on our good points and we're not ignoring the fact that each of us has our own schmutz, which in Yiddish means stench, like filth, garbage. But, but, team effort mm. you know so yeah it happens sometimes 100 percent, it happens sometimes well, do you think that person felt cleansed do you think that he felt or at least that he felt that you also took upon you know took a weight you know uh, uh, that was on his shoulders or that you would pray for him or that or that or that at least he was being honest at least at least he wasn't it was only like a secret is I'll that tell what you it the is? wild truth this happened five years ago this person called me two days ago and asked for a meeting this week. Okay, let's let's let me update you next <laughs> next show. Next time on the Yishai Fleischer show, right? <laughs> Did the person right? But he, but he felt better. You think, I or think or he felt he, more real? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, that's a Kutzker thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's to a be cuts, real, to be real. I think better. I guess yeah. I, guess, I think real, more real is better. Mm-hmm. Always doesn't mean it's easier. What 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 is what what is uh, what is what do you think is a good recommendation for people to focus on for for this year? Uh, is is like being a realer, uh, being more exacting with words. Uh, what what do you think is a is a good thought for people to to take for for? Okay, we talked about the shivrei luchot. Now what about the? Let's talk about luchot. Yeah, yeah, this is the parsha. This is I feel I find it in the parsha that we're up right now. Kitavo, which always comes. You know, a week or two before Rosh Hashanah. In this case, it's two weeks before Rosh Hashanah, exactly, because Rosh Hashanah comes begins on Shabbos. There's a famous Hasidic teaching that says that in the beginning of the parsha, in the portion, we speak about a person takes his first fruit and he places it in a basket, and then he comes and he brings it to the coin. Everyone's very big as we're ending the year. For some reason, the tshuva is let me fix all the bad things that I did. That's you should be doing every day of the year. That's not such a that's not such an important thing. Bikurim means, what's, what were the first fruits of my year? What was I thinking of in mm. Rosh Hashanah? Mm. The dreams I had when, we, wow. when the year started. Wow. Bring that forth. Don't, wow, don't, don't let go. Don't is go to it, Is that what it means that I saw also in the Tzivota Ribash? I saw that like you have a thought early in the morning. That's the thought you're supposed to go with the whole 100%, day. 100%. What's that about? 100% because the Baal Shem Tov says... That really, the first thoughts of the day, they are the ones that map out the rest of the day. Mm. Right? They map out the rest of the day. We did a, a, an exercise with, with my boys here in the Chabur in the morning that we have to try to trace our first thoughts of the day. Like, give a few days and try to remember and then report back. What was the first thought you had in the morning? Wow. Most of us were ashamed and embarrassed to share what they were. Not because Definitely. they were... <laughs> not because not they were dirty, but they were pessimistic. Okay. Necessary. Not not so much really? like yeah yeah meaning like oh I got to do this today oh I got to do that today as a first thought not I was once I was once uh, what's the surfing rabbi called Yom Tov Glazer right yeah <laughs> Yantiv my brother <laughs> so I did a whole week long course with him of oh, the possible yeah the possible you yeah. great great course it was a good course uh, for me uh, it was not as useful as for others. 
But one of the most important things that I found out was that like my psychology is different than the other people's psychology. And I and I saw that that there was a lot more pessimism out there than I than I imagined. I've told you this many times, Isha. You're a you're a very rare breed. I, no, you are. No, but when I was there, I was like, oh my gosh, these people are thinking like these like super good people are filled with tons of remorse, self persecution. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. It's like I've done way worse things than I've done. I know. You got up in shul one year in Rosh Hashanah and told us you ate trafe meat, a chicken. That's right. I'm like, it wasn't guy, trafe chicken, it was trafe pork. Sorry, trafe pork. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. and this guy's smiling? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you remember that year? Sure. Must have been, I don't know, five, six years ago down there. That's right. That's right. So, okay. so, so yeah, that's the reshit. So like, so so again, let's go back to the question. So what are we supposed to focus on right now? Wow, to remember what you did in the what you thought in the beginning of the year. That's a deep thought. To to, to try to go back and mm. say like, what was my vision for for this year, and and can I bring those bikurim now to the mm. kohen Tashem? The year's not over yet. Mm. I, I like that. I like that very much. I think it's very therapeutic, and I think it's also very, it, it's very healthy. It's very healthy, and it's a great. It's a great shift into into the hitchhut that we're longing for, to the renewal that we're all longing for. Okay. Um that's a very deep thought. Um just one last question I really have for you today, which is uh, the professors is that sometimes people say to me, How can you believe in God after the Holocaust? So I say to them, You can say, How could you do that to God? But if you say, How could you believe in God after the Holocaust? it's a little silly. Since he spells it out in the Torah. It's like he's telling you this could happen, this may happen, this will happen. So therefore, you can, I'm talking logically now. You can say, I don't like you. I don't, I'm not happy with you. You could, you, could, you, could, you, could, you could scream at God, but don't deny him because he never denied himself. He said, this could happen. This could happen, this Holocaust. So that's part one of my question. But part two <clears throat> is that within this litany of worst verses in the bible which are honest to god hard to read it's for anybody normal for anybody normal it's just hard to read because you know how real it is and, and you know that it happens and it's just it's just horrible this is the curses in parshat kitavo within that there's this one phrase it's like tachat asher lo mirov kol. why why did this happen because you did not serve hashem in joy uh, 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 enjoy and in a glad in heart from all. Well, this is a hard translation. From all the stuff, from uh, you know, is it is it all the hardships or is it is it all the good stuff that you right. stop paying attention? Did you become fat and kicked? What is it? But the point is, like, did you God just release a secret in your in your monologue of anger? Did you just release a secret about joy? Like, it doesn't say anywhere else in the Torah. Well, it does say about about the holidays and stuff. But what does it say? You got to serve Hashem in joy. And why does that phrase come as this nikuda within all this darkness? Why is that? Uh, permit me to only respond to the second because the first is a is a place that I, I I'm I take the sheet of the Baba Chirebi to not even go into the ins and outs of that question. But the second the question, question of the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second but the second question is the answer to your question is yes. This is where the Baal Shem Tov really has this opening and, and his light and his path is then developed by the founder of the Chabad Hasidic movement, the Lubavitch movement, Rabbi Shneir Zaman of Liadi, who has a whole discourse on this pasuk. It doesn't say these things happened to you because you didn't serve God. It doesn't say that at all. I would Maybe I could understand that logically, that bad things happen to me if I don't obey God's right. will, right? But what is God's will? That we serve him or that we serve him with joy? Mm -hmm. That pasuk seems to shed uh, uh, light on, on a secret and saying when you served God, all you cared about was making sure that you were doing things checklist Yiddishkeit. Mm -hmm. And eventually checklist Judaism is going to bring a destruction. Mm -hmm. It must be that there's joy in the manner and in the way that you, you did what you did. We get help for this at the end of the parasha. Moshe Rabbeinu, last day of his life, he says, Hayom le'am. Today you became a people. The Mepharshim, the commentators, explained to us there, how did Moshe Rabbeinu, why did he wait till his last day of his life to say, today you became a people? Because he saw, based on a request that they had, that they need Torah 
They need the type of Torah they can give over to their children, b'simcha. Mm-hmm. It's a long discourse now, but wow. for now, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw that's why they wanted the Torah, he said, now you became a people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I just want to say, I see when your son walks in here, yeah, and he comes up to me, and he gives me Shalom and Shabbos, and there's simcha. It's almost like everything in the world is worth it to see the next generation of children being raised here in Eretz Yisrael, here in Judea, here in Ephrat, here in Shirat Davider, I say. And there's this simcha, so this, the curses don't scare me. Right. They don't. Right, and there was that rabbi who went through the Holocaust and said, read it louder. Kloisenberger. The Kloisenberger, right? He said, he said, like, read it, like, don't don't." We heard it. it. Make, yeah. sure he, make sure yeah. he hears it, right? Uh, and by the way, my pshat is, uh, and I take I take a little pride in this pshat, which is vishina. Go ahead. Aleph for bet on uh, the first question or second question. Second question. Second question. Which is vishinantam levanecha. Yeah. Let them see you smile when you teach it to them. Vishinantam. <laughs> let them see you. Shinaim. Let them see your shinaim when you're when you're teaching it to them. Let them see that it's a smile. I love that pshat. And, sh- and then it's levanecha, and then you're passing it in, in, in joy. I love it. Vishinantam levanecha. They gotta be like, wow, look at that. When you when you're teaching it, vishinun. It should be. With you contact sh- the patent. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good. One. I'm ha- I told you I, I'm happy with that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great one. Um, la- last, it. last, last question. Um, <clears throat> the the Yishai Fleischer show has uh, the merit of Jewish listeners, but also what I call the international Torah congregation. Okay, the the folks out there, and they're in funky places. Just just yesterday, I was at the tomb of Rutan Yishai. In Hebron, and and a lady was there, and she's like, "I am from the outskirts of Texas. We listened to your show 15 years ago, whatever it was, and we decided to move closer to a Jewish community to Dallas, and then we converted. Okay, and all I'm saying is like this: this show is also sending messages out to to the Gentiles, to the lovers of Israel, to people who want to hear Torah uh, 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 from Eretz Israel to the nations." And I just wanted to ask you, like, what's your message? Do you have a message for our, 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 the goyim, the nations, right, who, who are out there um, looking at Israel, praying for Israel, wanting to be part of it, turning, you know, my big recommendation for Jews, but a lot for Gentiles is turn to Jerusalem when you're praying. I just tell them, just turn to Jerusalem. Make Jerusalem your focus. And that touches them a lot. <clears throat> so just before Rosh Hashanah, is Rosh Hashanah for them? Is it a holiday for the Gentiles? Can the Gentiles <laughs> do anything this Rosh Hashanah to, to, to plug in and to, to appear before God? I want to let them in on a little uh, inside story of, of, of what we do every Sabbath afternoon. Uh, the, after, the, the Musaf prayers, the, the prayers we say, the second prayer we say in the morning. You know, when God spoke to us on Mount Sinai, he spoke just to us, right? There's a lot of Midrashim that say that we invited all the Jewish, the whole world, but they didn't want to come, and some maybe can't, I don't know. But we're all in such a dire need to hear God's word again. And this time to hear it with the, with the sound of the great trumpet. But when we speak about asking God to make us, to let us hear him again, I just want to share with you the words that we say every Shabbos, every Sabbath. <speaking in Hebrew> he will let us hear his deepest desire for the world again with mercy. But this time, le'enei kol chai but this time, let the whole world see it. Let the whole world be it. Rosh Hashanah is a day of crowning God as king. It's a yitchatshut of, of his melucha. It's the renewal of his kingdom, of his monarchy. Yom Kippur is a more individual uh, a thing, but Rosh Hashanah is everyone. It's the whole world. It's the whole universe. It's absolutely a day where we have every single human being in mind and I know that for many years, for right reasons, we couldn't afford to think like this. Right. And I don't blame <clears throat> any generation for thinking like this, but the only tzaddik that I ever saw, that's the only saint, the only big rebbe that I only saw that speaks specifically about the awareness of loving the non-Jewish world is Rav Cook. Rabbi I- I- Abraham Isaac Cook, the first chief rabbi of Israel, passed away in 1935. And when Rav Cook speaks about the the topic of tshuva of repentance, it's not it's not a it, it, Jews focus on it more this time of year, but tshuva is a global universal movement which preceded the creation of the world. We're all returning to somewhere. 
We're returning, like Rabbi Shlomo Karabach used to sing, return to who you are, return to what you are, return to where you are born and reborn again. Hopefully we're all finding that rhythm, but for us Jewish, for, in order for the world to be part of that rhythm, the Jewish people have to sing their own song. Only so that the non-Jewish people sing their own song and we give each other harmony. So we got to be the best Jews that we can. The non-Jewish people have to be the best non-Jewish people that they can, because together we could form the greatest harmony that ever that was ever composed. Amen, amen. That's it. Awesome stuff, Rabbi Shlomo. Thank you very much. From we went from uh, from the showing your 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 inner dirt and your broken luchot to your Rebbe to and uh, which is very personal and very you know can feel very little and yeah. and 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 and. and you know, here I am, a human, but I'm kind of incomplete and a, a broken person, a broken Jew, all the way to a, to to a vision uh, of the world united in in seeing God and honoring God and rejoicing in the service of God. Rabbi Shlomo Katz, uh, thank you very much uh, for all of your great work in helping uh, the Jewish people here in Eretz Israel, around the world, and the non-Jews as well rejoice in the service of God. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. So I'm wishing you all. A good Gebench Dior. Our homes and our hearts in Yerushalayim are waiting for all of you to come and join us. Really, really come and join us. I'm not just saying it to sound cute. Please join us. Please get up and dance. Please give us all the cough you have. And please let us greet Mashiach Tifteinu. Immediately, immediately, immediately. Thank you so much for coming, Shepard.
name is David Greco from Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to the Yeshai Fleischer Show. When I get home, I like to kick back with a beer and listen to the Yeshai Fleischer Show. Don't be afraid. Yeshai Fleischer Show will be right back, so stay tuned. Hello, my name is Anthony Barrett, and I'm from Dublin, Ireland. And I'm here uh, volunteering in the land of Israel, which I love with all my heart. All the way from Ireland, we listen to the Yeshai Fleischer Show. I'm one of many Irish people who love and support the nation of Israel and the people of Israel. And we pray God's blessing and protection on you. Okay, Malka, that was very fun. nice. Yeah, that was very. All right, special. I feel a little bit readier. Yeah, not all the way ready though. There's two more weeks. I got to cram a lot of That's teshuva right. into those two weeks. Speaking of those two weeks, I am uh, going to be flying out next week. I'm going to be in uh, Dallas. I'll be in Houston. I'll be a little in New York, and I'll be in D.C. Uh, for the uh, premiere of David Friedman's uh, new movie about the Israel Biblical Highway. Together with Mike Pompeo, I'll be in D.C. for the uh, red tie, red carpet, black tie event. Uh, it's not; it's business attire. But it, the point is, is that I will be there, and I'm excited for that. So if you're along that pathway, uh, reach out to me. Write me an email to yishai at yishaifleischer.com. It's that simple. Speaking of emails, there's other people you can email as well. When you want to make a trip to Israel, you probably need an awesome itinerary and awesome tour guides. Uh, go to... Kaplan Custom Tours at Mo Kaplan, M-O-K-A-P-L-A-N at gmail.com to get more information about that. Uh, and off, you got to do it in style and check out Awesome Watches, which I like to check out on Instagram, uh, which is RetroWatchGuy.com. They really do a great job at refurbishing. It is Teshuva and, time, and you'll know exactly what time of Teshuva right. time it is. That's right, Teshuva time. And, and you, Mazel Tov on their Aliyah. That's right. And the folks at Retro Watch Guy made Aliyah to the land of Israel. I haven't heard from them in a while. Probably they're uh, you Still know, unpacking, unpacking and, and, and trying to figure out how to attach the washing machine and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And that's that's what you do. Um, we also want to uh, recommend that folks check out JNS.org and JewishPress.com for your healthy dose of real news uh, from the land of Israel and from the Jewish world. JNS.org and JewishPress.com, two different sites, but excellent uh, coverage between them. Hopefully uh, this Rosh Hashanah will be on the Mount of Olives and I'll be going to the Temple Mount, and I already know what I'm doing on the Temple Mount, but for those who are beginning their journey in the Temple Mount and want to get more initiated and want to learn more about it, check out highonthehar.com. Uh, they will help bring you up in holiness uh, in a proper halachic manner and also in uh, exciting excitement, historical uh, authenticity and adventure right, and they'll on give the Temple you some Mount. Context. That's right, context, exactly. So that's highonthehar.com. Malkaleh. I want to recommend to everybody right now, this is Yishai's recommendation for Jews and Gentiles alike to begin making your Rosh Hashanah list of who mm-hmm. else you're praying for. What, what, you know, make a list of what you're thinking about and what you want to you know, achieve for yourself, but make a list of other people that you're praying for. I have a list like that. It's on one of my apps, and I update it every year, and uh, I click off some stuff, Usually people get healthier. Sometimes people pass away, God forbid. Sometimes people who are poor get rich. And sometimes, uh, you know, people who are, are unmarried find their loved ones and, and grow, you know, and have children, all that stuff. The point is, is that uh, praying on Rosh Hashanah for others is a powerful thing. And I really do recommend it very much. And so I want to recommend more than anything that you start making a list for yourself uh, of who you're going to pray for. And I find that whenever I'm done kind of psychologically or prayer-wise thinking about a certain thing, when I, when I open up that piece of paper that I've printed out and think about others, I find that to be a very powerful thing. It really, it really... It's just truer also because, you know, we, without sounding fruity, like we really are all tied in together. Right. And when something good happens to the person next to you, that means something good has happened to all of us. Right. And we need that, mm-hmm. Right. So pray for each other because we're each other's good impacts your own good. So I want to send out a prayer to where whoever's listening to this show and wish you guys a great new year. I'll be on the road next week, but you'll still hear me. Uh, I'll be traveling, but I hope to uh, do some radio. I'll be I'll be on the road. I'll be I'll be exactly traveling to uh, your traveling to shows are funny. Everyone loves, yeah, your traveling everybody loves shows. the travel shows. That's right. Uh, and uh, so pray for your show host as well. 
uh, for a great Rosh Hashanah. And we'll be praying for you for here from the land of Israel and connecting you wherever you are. Maka Flesh, I really want to thank you and wish you a Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Mavarach. Shalom. Have a great trip. That's right. Thank you. Thank I you. hope you meet a lot of cool people. You always do. I love it. I actually, it's not like all the way easy when you go on your trips because I have to handle everything with the kids myself and life, you know, keeps going, have to work and everything. But I, I like your trips because when you come back, you always have a lot of cool stories and tell me about all kinds of great people that you met out there. Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem. Uh, Hashem should be with us. He should walk us in his paths uh, of righteousness. That's what, that's what I think the... Uh, he'll he'll guide me in in the circular in the in the paths in the circular paths of righteousness i.e you go again and see the good people and reconnect and go to the good places and and here in the land of israel especially when you get to go to uh where we went to in the north which was the tomb of rabbi akiva and the tomb of the ramchal that we just visited and and just seeing the hermon you know those are those uh, cycles and circles of righteousness. That's the other thing. It's circles Although, of righteousness, but also cycles. Here comes Rosh Hashanah again, another another year to to fix things and to get things better. And Bezrat Hashem, we also pray for the people who've been injured yes. and for the souls of, of the people who've been lost. And may God give the Jewish folks, the Jewish people in the nation of Israel, strength to fight our enemies and peace to serve God in joy. Amen. And thank you so much to the team that makes the show happen, which is Ben Bresky. Tabitha, Yocheved, Moshe Herman, and Lou when we're live. Thank you so much to my awesome team. Uh, it's been a great year together. May we have many, many more good years of broadcasting together. All right, folks, more great stuff is on the way. Write me an email, yishaiyishaifleish.com. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash yishai. And thanks to all of our supporters, friends, and donors. And God bless you wherever you are. Lots of love and lots of blessings from the good land, from the land of Israel. And shalom. Shalom.